This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Thanks for being with us. Well, a lot of people have been talking, have been speculating, wondering if, in fact, Harry and Meghan are going to move to B.C., at least part-time. One of the big questions, so if they did, what would that look like? Not only are the questions being asked about what Canadians might have to pay, would we have to pay for their security, but also what might they have to pay if they purchased a house here? What taxes might they be on the hook for? Well, Chris Sims is the Canadian Taxpayers Federation BC Director, and she joins me on the line now. Chris, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Uh, have you been able to look at this or try and, and figure out, to, to, practically speaking, if they were to buy a house, so let's just say in Vancouver, and live right. there part-time, what kind of taxes would they face? That's a really great question, and it's something to be straight up. We don't know. Uh, something like this hasn't really happened before. We've, of course, seen abdication happen at a much more critical time in the royal family, and that was, of course, the king on the brink of the Second World War. But we've not seen a sixth in line to the crown person kind of sort of leave the royal family, but retain the title of Duke and then move part-time to Canada. So we're stacking our heads as well. But if we can speculate, if they were to, to use a phrase, if they were to move here to Vancouver, they would, of course, pay the taxes on their home when they purchase it. And then they'd have to pay property taxes. And then it's a great question. Say they spend more than 50% of the year leaving the home empty, they would probably be subject to the empty home tax if they don't rent it out. I can't imagine Harry and Megan signing up for rental renters. Uh, but there's also the speculation tax, same thing. If they don't spend six months plus a few days in their dwelling, in their residence, they'll then be hit with the speculation tax. And then the huge question we were just asking around the federal table at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation is, what kind of income tax do you pay? If you're a British citizen married to an American citizen who's officially a duchess, then if you're working in earning income in Canada, what do you pay for income tax? And then also, what happens if they spend time in the United States? Does then Is Harry then her spouse technically, and does he need to wait that big waiting period if she's working and he's not like all of these things are way up in the air I can just imagine the paperwork <laughs> well and, and even thinking about it so I was thinking of Meghan Markle so she had a pretty successful acting career before she gave that up to join the royal family so yes. even hypothetically let's say she goes back to acting so like you said maybe she's filming in Vancouver maybe she's filming in the states but as an American citizen from what I understand you're always tied to the United yes. States income tax system so she's going to be paying taxes in the states no matter what but then there's that question well what if she's doing a movie in Vancouver she's making the money in Vancouver and while she's doing that it's her residence what does she pay in that scenario <laughs> Exactly. And then what happens if she, what, what if it's two different film sites? As we know, it was different famous films that have been shot in Vancouver. Not all of it is done in Vancouver. Then do you need to sit there and do the calculation and find out exactly where the physical work was actually being conducted while earning income? I w- they need a really good accountant. <laughs> they need a fabulous accountant. And what's really interesting is since they're, I mean, they're still obviously family, but they're not part of the official kind of corporation of the royal family anymore. So all of this stuff 
they're going to have to contract this out. We were talking about it amongst ourselves, too, about the issue of security. A lot of people bring that up. And while we know in exceptional circumstances, the right people will do the right thing, when it comes to your day-to-day security, uh, we have rich and famous people who live here all the time. And so we think the best way to look about this is imagine they're a hockey player, right? And they're from overseas and they've got millions of dollars and they're earning an income here. They're probably going to have to take a page out of that book. And quite often they'll have international marriages. So they're going to have to maybe phone Sidney Crosby and ask him for some pointers. <laughs> Do you think, does it make a difference that, so, because I think that's where things are a little muddy as well, in that they've left, they're no longer officially your royal highness, but they yeah. are part of this royal family, or they're at least, at least Prince Harry is a, is a descendant of this royal family that yes. is still connected to Canada. So is he entitled to, I suppose the question is, to have security provided to him when he's in Canada? Great question. Uh, we think the day-to-day, run-of-the-mill, they should be treated like other rich and famous people who are choosing to come live here. And that means hiring your own security. And we're sure that we'll cover that. But in exceptional circumstances, I mean, of course, it's one of those things that the right people will do the right things. I'm curious mostly about the housing, too. Because if you start getting into the issue of if they buy a house here or not, would they be called speculators or not? Would they be dinged with the empty home tax or not? Um, who counts as living there? If they have staff, does that mean that they kind of function as a placeholder of sorts, sorry to use that term, and it isn't qualifying as being empty? All of these things are swirling around, but there's a way maybe he could get around that. If they would just live at Government House in Victoria, that is owned by Her Majesty the Queen. Hmm. The lieutenant governor is there, sure, but it's 36 acres. I'm sure she could share the laundry days, right? <laughs> she, they, and his, his grandma owns it. It could go stay at grandma's house. Right. And Although so that doesn't then he wouldn't he could get around all these other sticky tax issues. But that doesn't then that kind of flies in the whole face of they want financial independence and they want right? to live their own lives as as the common people. See, that's a great question. So does that then incur an expense? If you're living in a home that is already owned by Her Majesty the Queen, is that then incurring expense technically to the public dime? That's a great question. Um, if they live, say, on Crown land, like a huge swath of Canada is still owned by the Crown. It's literally why it's called the Crown. It's technically Her Majesty the Queen's property. And what happens? So this is just absolutely fascinating from both a, a tax and a governance perspective. But if you're just looking at it straight up, the way I would look at it is take a page from a hockey player. So quite often they'll be international, so have a lot of dough. They often have international marriages. They work and earn income in different countries at different times, depending on who they're playing for. They're probably going to have to take some notes there and work their way through. Do you think, do they have security? Oh, quite often hockey players will have security, for sure. Um, I've interviewed very wealthy, famous hockey players, and it's funny, they have a security dude kind of following them around. They're really tough on the ice, but they're worth so much money, right? You have to imagine... God forbid, uh, they can be a target sometimes. And if you're worth that amount of money and you're that famous person, quite often they will hire private security for sure. So I'm taking from this conversation then that they have to either get an Airstream and go park it on some crown land and call it a day, or they need to get a really good accountant who can walk them through all of the taxes because they'll also have the so-called, if it's in Vancouver, they would have the so-called school tax on any property over more than 3 million, which I'm guessing their home would be. Or right. they, yeah, they need to, to figure out, so maybe they leave Archie in the house more than six months of the year as part of the family with the nanny, and then they get around it that way. <laughs> he 
keeps it warm, right? <laughs> and then they get around the taxes. And this just really highlights, you can use this as an example of the crazy level of taxation that happens in Vancouver. So you're right. Say it's a very nice house. It's over $3 million or whatever. Get school tax. Then you've got the crazy property taxes, which are just jacked up in Vancouver again. Then you've got speculation tax, empty homes tax, and then provincial taxes plus income tax. And this is just sorry to throw an extra spanner into the works. He's, of course, a former member of the British Armed Forces. So is he getting a pension yet as a veteran officially from British Armed Forces? How does that transfer over here to Canada? Does he need to deal with Veterans Affairs Canada now? Like, these are all major paperwork questions. <laughs> they absolutely are. Now, you had an event, did you not, earlier today welcoming uh, them to yes. Canada. Should they... Should they uh, decide to come here? Yes. So we wanted to do two things. One, we really need to remind Prime Minister Justin Trudeau not to open the taxpayer purse strings. We're hearing all the messages from Harry and Meghan. They want to be financially independent. That's awesome. Unfortunately, the Prime Minister has a habit of blowing money. And so we want to make sure that the Prime Minister knows uh, not to spend Canadian tax dollars on this. So we've got a petition. More than 50,000 people have signed it already in just a few days, which is amazing. But we also wanted to be kind. And so we gathered together a bunch of donations for a local women's shelter in their name. And we're going to be donating it from the CTF on behalf of the Duke and Duchess. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's, um, Canadians are really welcome. And that's, that's the message we're hearing from people. They say, this is awesome. We love this couple. They're really nice. Um, no extra dollars. Thank you so much. But feel free to give to charity. So that's what we're trying to do. All right. I know I keep hearing people say, too, oh, but you're not factoring in the increase in tourism if they come here, which I think is a bit of a stretch. Do we really think <laughs> that people are going to start coming here what, and going on the Meghan, and, the Meghan and Harry walking tour or driving tour? Like Go, go to where they had breakfast. Go to where their exactly. house is. Probably that's not. not that's what I asked, too. I said, well, that's all fine and dandy, but what are you going to do? Like, contain them in a glass cage <laughs> and then have people come by and, like, buy foamy hands? No. So how could it possibly increase tourism? That's kind of funny. All right. Well, still a lot of questions, but I think you're right on getting a good accountant should they decide Darn to call, <laughs> call Vancouver home. Chris, great to chat with you. Thanks so much. Likewise. Take care. That is Chris Sims. She is the BC Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation.